it up because it's cold out. So today, fifty. Woo woo! It's fifty. It's oh yeah, episode fifty. That's episode right. fifty. Woo woo! I can't sing, so I won't. But like, is there like an anniversary song we should play? Or happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary to us. Happy fiftieth to us. Oh no, mm. I got a couple years for that. That even sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. I'm sure I'll be awesome. And it's five o'clock. So look at that. Five o'clock at fifty. Okay, our subject today is oh. actually. Do we have it? Uh, let me go A B. Oh, is uh, this? We're just going off the there cuff. Go, bam. I'm all out. Oh, I have a little bit. There's the force devil. Yeah. Maybe. Oh my gosh, I listened to <laughs> We have started, friends. <laughs> He's typing something. I listened to the old the podcast from last week and oh my gosh. <laughs> what was wrong with the, the Amish fence <laughs> I was like, what is happening? We have lost Amish. our minds. Com. Hey, Amish.com. No comms. There's no dot coms. <laughs> Yes, no, no dot coms. <laughs> no dot coms for you. Work. I mean, Falmer's Almanac probably like had a um, increase in sales because we mentioned it, but you know, because we're checking the weather. What are you doing over there? I think we started. Hello, this thing on. Mm. Technical difficulties, but we're going to have a great podcast here in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might have to edit a little bit because there's a lot of dead air. Let's not keep talking. Well, what? Talk, talk, talk about. Oh, so what uh, are you doing for Turkey Day? You said Popeye's chicken. Popeye's I heard chicken. that. Popeye's turkey. Turkey. Oh, turkey. Popeye's turkey. Who's all coming? Um, two boys, mom, girlfriend, and a few other friends. I think. Nice. Yep. My nice. daughter's in Cali- California. I miss her. Hi, Tion. Yeah, um, my kids are sick at their dad's with the flu. Let's do a couple of questions. Okay. Oh goodness! I heard I got some questions yeah. from a my friend Alista. Pete. Alista. Pete says, yeah, Pete says I got a couple of questions for Rachel. Uh oh. And the first question is, um, am I prepared for this? Yes. What's the correct protocol for newly single ladies when it comes to their drawers? Do they continue to wear granny panties? Do they con- do they start wearing thongs, or do they enjoy the freedom of going commando so they can provide quick and easy access? Whatever the <laughs> fuck they want. Whatever makes them sexy. There's there's a bunch of things I've seen too. It's like, you know, when you get divorced, there's like different phases, like the whole phase, the don't give a fuck phase, the all these different phases of um divorce hood, I guess. I mean, uh I think you just I think what I did is I just threw everything out that ever was purchased at the time that I was with my ex. And I just went I just went shopping. Cause shopping is very um healing you know that uh retail therapy us ladies talk about it's because we're trying to like you know look i think too with with my uh for instance when i didn't feel sexy because uh you know in my eyes too like divorce was a i failed at it i totally went like here i come victoria there's no more secrets you know so um yeah i think you uh I don't think you do the granny panties when you're dating either, you know, like, you know, you never know. So. You never know what? What could happen? 
I mean, if you're will, if you're out and you're dating and you but don't give a granny, fuck. But aren't granny panties kind of sexy? Um, no, because I just pictured my grandma. Oh, like, okay. no. That's why they call them granny panties. I know, no, no. But I mean, there's times of the month where granny panties are your best friend. And then, you know, my poor boy, he sees me in like sweatpants every night. Sorry, babe. Because I'm always that is freezing. True love. True love. True love. Hey, granny panties and sweatpants. Yeah. It's like a double whammy. Poor guy. Let's go with another uh, okay. question. Or, yeah. Um, what about men? Do you guys get new underwear with no holes in them or like, no, you know, backdoor no. shit? No. No. No? You don't up your underwear um, game? Newly dating? Expand on the things you did while trying to deal with being alone again. She also mis- mentioned SantaCon. What and where is it? Then she mentioned ugly sweater parties. He's listened to our podcast. Wow, he's like taking notes. <laughs> ugly sweater parties. Peter is taking notes. Who organizes that and who's the one? So is it one party or multiple parties? Then she mentioned hanging out with her women buds in Denver. Is it a certain hangout place or did they run amok? What a question, my buddy. I mean, I feel like I need my own podcast to answer all those. <laughs> okay, let's start. So um, I used oh. to live in um, the Castle Rock area. So, Castle Rock, I think it's the first uh, weekend of December they have um, the Santa Con. Or I think a lot of the ladies dressed up as like sexy Santas and then the men wore like the ugly sweater or they also dressed up as Santa. And it starts at one brewery and then there is a, like a, um, there was a trolley. This is pre-COVID though. So, okay. there was a trolley that would drive around all night and pick people up like you parked in one spot and then they would pick you up and you'd go to the next one and you know i think what's that i think it was there but yeah you just like you made your rounds downtown and um that was fun i mean because especially the people that didn't know it was that and all these people walk in dressed up as sexy santas and ugly sweaters and all that stuff like the place that i did the ugly sweater like specifically was um Burley, the brewing company down in Castle Rock. Castle Rock. It's like Wolfensburger and then in the industrial park there. They did a specifically ugly Listen sweater. Listen up, Pete. Listen up. That's for you, Pete. And then the SantaCon was the one yeah. where you would go to all the different... It was like the office and the bar next door and then there's like 105... People dress up brewing. as Santa? Well, they dress up, yeah. So the girls dress up like, you know, you can dress up as just sexy Santa. There were some people who dress up like who's... Um, there was absolutely Santas, and then there was, like, you know, just getting your little tinsel on, you know? So, uh, yeah, that was fun. There was, like, like last weekend, I think it was, or Saturday was the tree lighting, and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in Castle Rock. I don't really know the spring stuff, because I've been downtown Springs, and I guess a little hairy after a little bit, yeah, and I feel super old. I feel like the Castle Rock area was more, older. was older, yeah, okay. you know? All right, so our subject today is when you're going through the storm, you know, you've been through the storm, you're divorced, everything's settled, you're, you're maybe running amok, you're maybe having a hard time, uh-huh. well, you're having a hard time, what kind of attitude do you want to do? And I got some bullet points here. Oh, It's going to be good. Yeah. Attitude. So I saw this thing on Facebook, and it was uh, getting old and more chilled. Uh-huh. Like, what do you do to get more old and more chilled? You, every day you wake up. That's how you get older. Anyway. <laughs> so. Um, I'm older now. Uh, I'm older one, right now. Number one. After loving my parents, my siblings, my ex-spouse, and children, and my friends. Yeah. I start to love myself. You got to love yourself. 
Yeah, and we've talked about that too, like getting down to the, how do you love yourself? How do you know how to love yourself when you've always only been caring for other people and their needs and their personalities and their types and their, you know, their quirks? Where Victoria's Secret. Well, that too. Yeah. I mean. That's, that's how you start. Yeah. Not for a minute, But once you kinda, get to Victoria's tight, Secret, kinda, then there's no more tight. secret because then it's all like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried them once. They're kind of tight. Yeah. Do you like yeah. the ruffles or are you a lace guy? I'm a lace guy. Okay. With the, with the little air in the middle. Did you say arrow? Air in the middle. Oh. A-I-R. Not an arrow. Ouch. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, if you need directions, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> anyway, back to loving yourself. So right. how do you know to love your, how to love yourself? Because I feel like, you know, a lot of times, especially women, we lose who our identity in the people that we're loving. So like, you know, I was a hockey mom and I was a lacrosse mom and I was a baseball mom. And then I was, you know, you know, his wife and all this other stuff. So it's when almost you, like a loss of identity. Yeah. And I always say that a divorce is like a death. And you have to go through all the stages that are similar to a death, you know, denial, you know, angry, sad, all these things. You have to go through them to know who you are and how you deal with situations. Like I said, late in my marriage, I became someone I wasn't to get a reaction. Mm -hmm. So I I got the attitude was like, I'm going to start a fight because you're a fucking asshole. And I'm going to prove that you're an asshole because I can start a fight over milk. Something stupid. Something stupid. Or I can say, hey, like, can I see your phone for a second? Or, hey, can, you know, you want to do something? Just to start a fight and just to see the reaction that almost proving that I wasn't crazy, that I was justified in my decision to know I no longer belonged in that situation. So number two, I I have realized that I am not Atlas. The world does not rest on my shoulders. How do men deal with that? Because a lot of times men will pick up the burden of that, you know, lot that. I, I mean, think we deal with it by, by you know, we're, we're Failure. Failure. Yeah. yeah. We, we hate to fail. But, but like you said before, failure is part of the growing process of, of the growing through instead of going through a divorce. So you say Atlas, when you have the weight of the world, your shoulders, when you're getting divorced, now you, I feel like it gets heavier for a long time. Oh, yeah. It gets a Until lot heavier. And then it's almost like you got to like stand up. Like Part of the heaviness is forgiveness. Shut the hell up. <laughs> it's giving no fucks. We have gone over this a thousand times. Part of the heaviness is no, forgiveness. No, actually, I will have to admit, I have, I have thought about even, it. Even another week later. I literally have listened again. to it again like five more times because I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not hearing something. I'm, li- I'm not hearing the preacher preach. I am not hearing, you know, the. The angelic world energy, whatever. I am Atlas, not hearing. Atlas the crystals forgive. are not speaking to Atlas me. Atlas did forgive. That was one of the chapters of Atlas, I think. He was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting this heavy weight off my back because yeah. my back hurts and I don't want to see a chiropractor. So, yeah. So, no, I. Where were we now? You totally. The weight of the, weight of the world. So, how, I, but the thing is, too, like men and women deal with it differently, but we're dealing with the same things. Yep. So, like, my weight was like my ex having a, a mood swing or him stealing my son, or, you know, what if I didn't get my son? What if, you know, I became the you don't get your kids? Because all these 
scenarios go off in your head and because he made a ton more than me i mean i made a good living that's but called overthinking I, i'm sorry i'm a girl yeah but hey, yeah guys, hey guys do it too i know you know and but i think what's becoming the new norm is us talking about it no matter your gender so men are coming saying you know i'm weak today like i just don't know how to fix this so in your your experience once again, men are fixers. See, that's yeah. that's 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 our downfall. I, I think. Yeah. That we try to fix stuff, and women just want you to listen. Yeah, we want to. We don't. We want you to actively listen. Yeah. So. Like you mean, pay attention. Well, yeah. Or yeah. and here's the the trick to that: the cue, the cues that she that's here. Like, so I'm like, I go, oh my god, I don't know what's wrong with me, and he'll just see how I'm acting, right? And he'll be like, I don't know what you need, but let's figure it out. Where I'm just like. I'm going to cry. He's like, well, that's... Or you do the goes, listener technique, the, yeah. the speak listener technique, where you just repeat what she said. Then you look really good. <laughs> Boys, don't listen to him. <laughs> did you just say that you don't know why you're... Honey, did you just say you don't know why you're acting the way you are? I'm there for you. See, the ending was good. <laughs> the patronizing <laughs> probably is not going to get you any. Um, I'm not getting anyway. You're not in the mood. Hello, duh. But you got to get her in the mood because then she's no longer sad. And you give her cuddles, you might get rubs, and then you know rubs lead to back rubs, and then cuddles you know, and rubs. Wow. Yeah, cuddles and rubs. Yep. But no, like um, you know, my kids aren't coming for Thanksgiving because they ended up being sick, and so I'm disappointed. So I'll be sad, and like I went and got my nails done because it was something for me, and to do a podcast. I came to the hot my favorite podcast ever, and so um, I feel I feel like you just need to learn. What was I talking about? Sweet poom. You gave me the highlight in the middle of a speak, and I literally brain shut off. Oh, there's a cup and a highlight. How to not carry the. Yeah, you need to learn how to take care of yourself so that you're able to take care of other people, like you always say about Mm -hmm. the mask and the airplane. But if you have, you know, myself is I'm going to tell you. How I need to be, how I need to be dealt with, and yet you like say so with my ex. It was always an explosive yell, then silent treatment, and then I would apologize just so he would speak to me. And then I was like, "But I'm mad at him because he said this, this, and that, so or he did this." Up and down, up and down. Yeah, so you really have to know where your battles are, and you know, early in your divorce, like nothing. I don't remember half of it. Like I just feel like I checked out and I did the minimal, and you know. The times when I were on is when my son was in front of me and I had to be mom. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he wasn't there, I was like Off. crying, sobbing. Even though I knew I was where I was supposed to be, it was just the like that exhale of relief. But it was also that exhale of like, do I get another breath? Like when do when do I get to breathe again with that weight on my chest? And how do I learn to chisel away at that enough to be able to say, okay, I'm fucking awesome. Like, here we so, go. So off topic. So when I first started this three years ago, yeah. divorce, divorce double, I just wanted to talk to the masses who were hurting from divorce. Yeah. But I think some of the stuff that we talk about can be applied to married people. Yeah. You know, you can, you can learn from, from our mistakes or the mistakes that you see coming mm-hmm. and you can fix it. And I feel, too, you can also learn how to fight. You can learn how to communicate. Because a lot of times we're not communicating because we have so many things that we're worried about. And I'm one of those, if I'm in the middle of doing something, like at work, I'll say something out loud and they're like, people will be like, what? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just saying that so I know I said it. Because a lot of times in my head I'll say something. Like I'll think of something and whatever. And then I'll be like, I just said do that. And they're like, no, you didn't say it. 
But you meant it. But I meant to say, yes. you know, this is how I feel. Or I, I, I can vividly think of times where I was fighting with my ex, and in my head I want to say this, but I was also thinking, like, if I say this, I may get hit this person, this personality. If I say this, I may get this personality. And then it got to the point where they were all blurred, and Almost I didn't. Like fishing. And it was, it was. I always had knots in my stomach. Because I have mentioned before, I hate fighting. It physically hurts me because I grew up with it. And it was like every day of my life, my parents were fighting, fighting, fighting. And there was because there was alcohol abuse and there was, you know, verbal abuse from my – it was crazy because my mom was a yeller. She was a belittler. She was the person that, you know, got you down to the, you know, to your most miserable per- self. And she would break you down and break you down and break you down when she was drunk. But as you learned from all that. And as soon as she was sober, it was like I got a new I got a new mom. So I never knew which mom I was getting until we were in the midst of it. And now I see some of the similarities in my ex, whereas like I didn't know what person I was getting coming home from work or, you know, the slightest thing we said when he walks in the door and we're all like causing him chaos. So Oh, look at that. Squirrel. <laughs> you do have notes and they're on the big computer now. So um I a lot of mine now is when I feel something, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it out loud, even if it's just for me to hear it, so I know how to deal with it. And, you know, a lot of it is, you know, the burdens of the weights. Like, how did you know that you were carrying all that until you were carrying it? Because you're always tired. Yeah. You're, you're like, exhausted. And know? how do you, and what about children? Because that's the weight that and you don't want. And that's another weight. Yeah. That's the that's yeah. weight that doesn't go away. That's the that's what the weight that you have weights? to make room for. Yeah. Uh, the biggest weight was my anger. Yeah. But I got rid of that. From forgiveness, I know. Because I gave no fucks. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we've we've accomplished over <laughs> you heard it, folks. No you heard it here. No, like I I all the there's so many different weights that we put on ourselves that each one I I I think like gets those five steps of Grief, you know, each one of them has to be like, I'm in denial, I do this, I'm angry, you know, I know, fix it. All these things that come in with, you know, grief, because divorce is the death of the family that you thought you were going to have, right? Correct. So those weights, you seriously have to be chiseled away. And sometimes it's other people saying like, you know, I I saw you smile the other day for the first time and like, ooh. So people notice. Yeah, yeah, people notice. They're like at work when I was going through it. Like my girlfriend, she's like, "I notice you haven't eaten. Here's a shake. I love you, and I got to go back to work." And so those little things help me get, you know, lift those weights off of me. And I'm not going to say that all the blame falls on him because I mm-hmm. I see what that I did. You have some skin I, in the game. Yeah, but I also know that I was surviving and. In my marriage, I had not dealt with any of the triggers from my past, you know, any of the childhood triggers, any anything that I had dealt with. Like even like my, I feel like the one thing I dealt with was with the loss of my son. That's when I started finding groups of healing because there's many types of groups of healing. So, you know, I went to a, you know, pregnancy loss healing. Then I went to um, anybody who uh, called hoping actually for anybody who's lost a child under the age of one. And then I went to this nationwide one called compassionate friends. And it was people who have lost children. I mean, there was an old 80 year old woman who lost her 60 year old son. So no matter the age of your child, you still feel the grief. Like I, one of my things is 
I had to deal with the what ifs or if he was alive, what would the memories I be, you know? So I would always, at first I was like, oh, it's, it, mine's not as bad as yours because I don't have that memory. And people, and I remember one woman, um, one of the charter directors, she's like, your loss is your loss. And it's so personal that you have to figure out how the loss affects you, not in anybody else's situation. You can empathize with them, but you know, you also have had that loss. So I feel like with divorce, you have this loss and, you know, the burden has to be, I'm going to deal with this. This is most of the, I've said too before, most issues are the same. It's how you deal with them. So how do you get to the point where you say, uh, so like number three, I have stopped bargaining with the vegetable and fruit vendors. A few pennies more is not going to break me, but it might help the poor fellow save for his daughter's school fees. So it's almost like you take the focus off yourself mm-hmm. and put on others. Yeah. So it's almost how, how you treat others mm-hmm. too. Well, it's crazy because just in going out more, because I, I was a mom, I didn't go out unless it was like that once a month or once every month, the girl's night out or the couple couple's date or, you know, a lot of it was going out with friends because we got a mutual babysitter or, you know, like the older sibling can watch my kids. So now we all can go out or whatever. So a lot of that for me was, um, I'd rather spend a little more money on something to convenience me, to give me more time to spend with people I care about. So what about you? I got a story. So back in the day when I was married, um, after waiting tables and bartending, you Mm know, I'm, I'm always generous because I've been there. Yeah. And yeah. so we would go places with my ex-wife and, and I would leave a tip and she'd pick up a couple of dollars. Like, that's too much. She'd pick up dollars. That's, that's one thing I do not miss. They should drive me nuts. Yeah. So now I go someplace, I tip and that's it. Yep. There's no picking up money. Oh, like, yeah. okay. I yeah. So it. something simple. So that's, that's, that's definitely, you know. Yeah. I was, a, I, I was a hostess, waitress, all that other stuff. I'm like 20% or more. Yeah. So even, <laughs> yeah. I, I leave my waitress a big tip. The extra money might bring a smile to her face. She is totally much harder for a living than I am. Yeah. So you, so you almost put your put other people ahead of yourself, and you're gonna re, re, reap the rewards later. I think. Like you always say, yeah. karma. Yeah. You know, I always try to, I always try to bring a smile to someone's face, or you know, like simplest thing in the morning. Like I, where I work, we still wear masks for COVID, and so a lot of kids come in don't have a mask, and I hand them out because I'm the nurse, you know, and they come in and they're like, oh, I forgot my mask. I'm like, it's okay, bud. It's like, fine. It's like, mm-hmm. have a great Tuesday. Have, you know, yep. so all this other stuff and it, just that little burden of them being sad for that second and I'm like, nope, that, we yep. have them. So if I have them, you can have them, you know, so just that little smile on their face and stuff. But I also know too, like, I was the girl that had $27, yep. <laughs> you know, last year and, you know, I, I'm like, for all the times I've been a good person, I deserve. Why just happened to me? Why can't karma come and be like, you won a million dollars? And so I've been, I, you know, I was the trailer park kid. And I, that's the reason why you are though. Yeah. To get you to this point. Well, true. And uh, I, you know, it's not that I, and I, again, I get, I came from very little, went to school, became a nurse, did do the things. So I wasn't stuck in the, traps of my parents and where I grew up and you know it's very in like poverty stricken whatever and so I made something of myself I had the cars I had the life and then I went back to that little trailer park girl in my head going oh my god like I don't know where I'm gonna live like I can't live in the basement of my friend's parents house for the rest of life and for a little while 
Yeah, and so that actually did help me save some money because, like, you know, when I was getting paid. You some, for a reason. And, you know, exactly. And so I am so thankful, like, just, you know, we go somewhere and Lance is like, I've always wanted this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, let's get it. He's like, what? I'm like, you deserve to be it's able to just say. just like the tip on the table, man. Yeah. It's just like that. It's, it is. You deserve to do what you want. I mean, in so long in his marriage, there was a lot of, you know, she was the ruler and, like, I don't want to. I do want to say narcissist, but we'll be nice. Controlling factor in it. And a lot of it was, he's such a nice guy. A lot of their life was ran around her. And now. That happens a lot. And so like, you know, I always thought I was the spouse that was trying to make both of us thrive and all this other stuff. But a lot of it revolved around him. Like his work came first. And then I was, you know, the one picking up all the pieces. And I was the one who had to make everybody be nice. Like my ex-mother-in-law, all the family. Like we were so surrounded by his family. I always had to keep up this facade that he's so wonderful. He's so great. He's so this. Because that's all I heard. Now you're sick. Okay, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Number, number five, this talks about patience when you're, when you're trying to heal. I stopped telling the elderly that they already told me that story many times. The story makes them walk down memory lane and really relive their past. Okay. So patience is huge. Yeah. yeah. And I think my, my patience is different. Do you think your patience is different than it was when you're married? I think my patience is tied to my anger. Yes. That's deep. That is deep. Yeah. No, because like I feel like when you're when I was married, I let a lot of things go, even if my patience was tested. But yeah, if my kids said something, I was like, "Excuse me, like who the hell are you talking to?" And it would always end up everybody against me because I'm like, "I'm the parent here. Why are you doing it?" And it'd be like, "Oh, don't yell at her. Don't yell at him." And blah blah blah. I don't see them all day, so I don't want them to be sad. So I'm like, "Okay, so we're not allowed to discipline them." But yet, when we do discipline them, I'm the problem. I will fuck a kid up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 your job as a parent. Well, and and a, and a lot of I mean, granted, my daughter and I had fisticuffs all the time. We were like. And that's a mother daughter thing. Yeah, it is. and I would I would never get any support. So I'm just like I'm going to yell anyway. So it's I might like as well. Being a single parent. It really it is. is, and especially yeah. with my ex traveling as much as he did. When there was a problem, it was like, well, I'm not here doing it, so it has to be you that mm-hmm. they're acting like this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, they have your genes. They're just being fucking assholes. Like, don't you miss that? What? Oh, don't you miss that? I miss it so, so much. There no, you go. so like you know. Yeah, I mean, you're elderly, so how many stories do you tell? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Rachel. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Who's elderly? We've heard about your mother-in-law about 40,000 times. Oh, wait, who's elderly here? Wait a minute. Uh, I am. Uh, uh, no, no, I was going to say, this is this is not true because I am a squirrel and can't remember if I told you a story. So I'd be like, wait, did I tell you this That's story before? That's called elderly. Most, oh, yeah, I'm most, sure. Most squirrels are elderly. In about 10 years, I'll have Alzheimer's and I won't remember any of this shit anyway. No, that, so. that one podcast about my mother-in-law? I no, which one? one time he threw one. a highlighter at me and was talking uh, about Amish chicks. So another one about patience. I've learned... Not to correct people, even though I know they are wrong. The onus of making everyone perfect is not on me. Peace is more precious than perfection. That's uh oh, uh oh, oh, oh! Come on, give it to me. I don't know because today in, in society, everybody's offended by everything anyway. Why not just say what you mean and mean what you say and hold it to your truth? Because I have people. That's, that's kind of like dating a, a, a kid's, a, a student's dad or something. You didn't get beat up by the mom in the, the foot cast. 
Okay. We need to hear one of your horror stories. Come they're, on. All, they're all horror stories. Tell what me do you one. Mean one. Tell me a good one. Uh, that, re- that relates to lifting off some of those boulders. Weights. Oh, man. When you knew maybe this was not for me. <laughs> well, not the one where you left the check and all of that. I've heard that one. Tell me another one, old man. Let me let me think about it for a little bit. But okay. Keep going. So, um, yeah, I, sorry, babe. I'm going to forget all the time what we talk about. So you just need to repeat how much, <laughs> how <laughs> awesome I am. Oh, how so old is Lance? Like, how old is Lance? He's actually like three months younger than me. Oh, okay. He's a youngster. Okay. So he reminds me that so, he'll be pushing So you're the wheelchair. elderly then. So I you're am the elderly. So, he calls me old lady all yeah. the time. Because, mm-hmm. again, I go to the kitchen. I'm like, why am I here? What the hell? Yeah. That song, Who's Making Love to Your Old Lady While You're Out Making Love? That's you. What um, the hell? Uh, um, I don't like that. <laughs> so, oh, oh, not number seven. Yeah, this this is a free one. I give compliments freely and generously. Compliments are a mood enhancer, not only for the recipient but also for me. So, kind of like forgiveness. Yeah, are oh. giving no fucks. So, like in Jersey, if I hold the door for you and you walk through that door and, and you don't say shit, you don't say thank you. I'd be like, you're welcome. Hello, I just held the door for you. Do you not know I just held the door that's, for you? That's not what it's for. Let but it go. now, here, oh, here. we're okay, much now. calmer. I mean, when I go back to Jersey, it's still, uh, you're welcome. That's because that's you go back back in time when you go back home. It's like, ooh, Actually, I go forward in time because it's two hours ahead, like, you know, duh. I mean, back in time, Jersey girl, that's back in time. Yeah, back in time. But now here, like, I know, I... I am pretty good at giving people a compliment, even if it's backhanded. Like, you're special, aren't you? <laughs> special K, special bus. Both. Both. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I think a compliment goes a long way because you don't know what people are going through. And I, a lot of times when I was going through my divorce, and like at school that I worked at was really tiny. So um, everybody knew everybody's stuff, right? So mm-hmm. just every once in a while, I'd get like a little note from a kid in class or a teacher would go out of her way to be like, you know. That's cool. You know, you bring, you know, healing to our school. Be the joy. Thank you for the mask. And just a little, you know, just that little you're doing a good job go, works for everybody. I mean, yep. Positive reinforcement for children. You know, that works for adults, too, because today I found out that, you know, I'm $90,000 in debt to the IRS. Someone buys me a coffee. What? Do you know what that what that means? Mm. Oh, my God. And I'm not crying. I'm not crying. Jeffy's not crying. Shut your face holes. Jeffy's not crying. Stop it. All right. Okay. So so my favorite. Now, what's your favorite compliment to give to people? Um, You have no cavities. No. So my favorite compliment is you're not uh, that much of a pain in the ass as my other patients. Lance says that to me all the time. Not that, you're not that much of a pain in the yeah. ass. Yeah, so that's a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Yes. So one of my favorites, though, is I have learned not to bother not to bother about a crease or a spot on my shirt. Personality speaks louder than appearances. You know, I'll wear like, like Lycra pants with orange Crocs. My kids go nuts. I'm styling. Okay, so you're also a fire hazard, and you're not going to be able to run far with those crocs. So, so, so I'm that mom in the school line with the horn and no car. That's me. <laughs> I love. There's this TikTok where this mom. I think I've talked about this already. Where she just like bullhorn. Uh, Have a great day. Oh yeah. I love you. That's shit. so amazing. I can't oh, yeah. wait for Lowe to get to middle school. I'll be like, oh, yeah. Hey, buddy, I'll take care of your monkey for you. God, this one time. <laughs> uh, so Tion played soccer, and so she was in a competitive league. And she had practice like on Thursday or Monkey something. is a blanket, by the way. Okay. Oh, I thought it was a real monkey. I don't have um, a monkey. Michael well, Jackson. 
Michael Jackson. I don't know him. Oh. We're not friends. How would I know his monkey? That, that's, that sounds so bad. Right Wait, now. okay. That went, what anyway, the hell? Does- anyway, so my daughter was playing competitive yeah. soccer, yeah. and I'd pick her up from practice, and so she'd be out there just, yeah, 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 yeah. So I got to the point, and I said, okay, I'm going to fix your ass. So I, I would go on the field and disco dance and sing until she got in the car. Oh, my God. Keegan, oh, you kill me. Oh, try it. It's awesome. Nice. She's not paying. She's not playing competitive now because she's getting ready for her high school thing. So high school night field. fever, night but, fever. Know, we I, got a way to show. Who did your daughter play for? Oh, that was gosh. She played for all of them. They mm. all sucked. She Keegan played for Pride, Pride and then, Corinthians. No, what's it? Uh, Real. I always say yeah. it wrong. But now she's going to college. So I have a creaser spot on my shirt. I'm proud of it, man. Sometimes I reach down and say, "Oh yeah, coffee." What I can't leave the house in sweatpants. Seriously? Like Why I have because I I don't know. I just have sometimes. Can't you, can't you be that girl with a, rollers in your hair? Sometimes going to Walmart? as a girl, I have insecurities about not looking you, right. You and, can't go to Walmart. No, my luck. Channing Tatum will be at the Walmart I go to, and then he'd be like, "Yes, sorry, I would have said hi to you, but if, you were in dirty you, sweatpants." If that's what you're waiting for, seriously, Lance is my Channing. Yeah, but he's yeah. having Channing in this world. Um, number nine. This is a tough one. I walk away from people who don't value me. They might not know my worth, but I do. That's a tough one. Sometimes. So we've talked about to let this. go of those people yeah. who don't help you because yeah. you've been in your life so long. You know, they're kind of like just a, just a mainstay. Well, you said season and reason. So what's yep. your biggest disappointment in one of those people? Like, you know, mine was my best friend that was here who dissed me. Mine was more my extended family. There were some brother-in-laws who I really liked, and you know when we got divorced, the wagon circled, uh-huh. and I was I was voted off the island. Yeah, yeah, that was that was disappointment, but I got over it. Even though there's your story, his story, and mm. then the truth, and, and even though my brother and my ex still talk and they're friends, yeah, things that it's never fair. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. So mine is like. I was in, engulfed in his family where we lived in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Literally lived in like a, it was almost like a compound. Commune. Commune. Commune, whatever. Compound fraction. I don't know, whatever. And so where we live within like a block, it was every type of relative, distant cousin, all these people. So I had them as my, my tribe. Your village. But it was always me making sure everybody was happy because there was so many personalities happening in this little, well, not little, this town. And I look back now and so much of it was fake. It was always like, well, you're not talking to the mother-in-law and the mother-in-law is talking shit to you, about you to me, but so you, you and I are friends. Yeah. And so you and I are friends and I'm going to tell my sister-in-law that my mother-in-law said this because my sister-in-law is going to tell me that my mother-in-law said the same exact thing about that and blah, blah, blah. I always say there was three different wills. So what is it now? And everybody had their own. What is it now? Um, so my one sister-in-law doesn't talk to any of us because of our political views or something. And so um, then uh, my one nephew, my two nephews still talk to me. They still like message me and all that stuff. And then like the the people that didn't, the relatives of his side that didn't live in that town, 
I, they still text me. They message me. They're like, you'll always be my sister. You'll always be this. You know, we know what you did and how you kept it all together and cool. how you made sure like the kid. My my biggest thing was all the nephews and nieces and, you know, the neighborhood friends and like my best friend's girl, kids. They were always at my house because I had a big backyard. I had a Kool-Aid a, mom. I oh, yeah. totally was. And so we had a place for them to play outside. We had a safe fenced in area too and like i owned a daycare in that town so like the daycare was our house and we bought the house and then we converted we left part of it as a daycare and then we lived in the rest until i my daughter was born and so everybody knew me as like the daycare, daycare lady. lady so oh, of yeah. course your kids can come play in the backyard and cool ride their bikes i've taught more kids no smile Goodbye, you. smile for a while i'm sorry Go hey kool-aid um so uh, I've taught most of that town's children how to ride a bike on our lane or how to parallel park a car with cones and eggs. And like, so all these little, me- eggs? you put eggs on the ends of the cones and they have to back in. If they drop the egg, if they hit the cone and the egg drops, they failed. That's an unnecessary use of an egg. I mean, the dogs could have the eggs when they're done. Are they hard boiled? No. Raw eggs. We have chickens, too. Okay, that's a different story. Okay, go yeah. ahead. So, um, but yeah, so a lot of my, you know, the people I valued most, I knew their inner workings. And so when we, literally, when we left that town, the weight of my husband's family left me because I wasn't having to keep everybody together. A birthday party was coming. Oh, gosh, who's not talking to who? And I'm inviting everybody, but do I need to put a table on the end of the the yard? Do I need to put one over here? It was a lot of work, and I didn't realize how tired I was until I got here. Well, and then fucking altitude hit me for about three months, and I was really, really tired. And then that first visit where, you know, she came and started, like, running the show like we were back home, and I was like... Not today, home slice. Like, no, that's not happening here. This is my house. This is where I live, and you can leave and go home. And it was always, I was rude and disrespectful and a bitch and this and whatever. But you know what? When she said it here, I heard it different. Because this was your shit. Well, and the thing I heard, when how I heard her here was, I'm a lonely old woman and have pushed so many people out of my life that the only way I see them is if I act the way I'm used to acting. Exactly. And so she's getting attention because she's acting crazy because everybody's like, walk on eggshells around her. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have any more eggshells, so you need to go. And when I saw how much I was alone in it, that's that, when the that started, yeah, the, the the roller coaster. Yeah, it really was, and like my mom died, and we didn't have a great relationship, and we were starting to get this relationship, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, my mom and dad are gone. Life's you too short for sure. are not my parent, and like, first of all, I've raised myself. It's almost like you were empowered. Yeah, yep. I really was, and I think, and I I say this all the time. I think you have to be outside of it to look to look, to look in to see, you know, oh hey, this is your crazy. Here's the other, like that grass is greener thing. Mm-hmm. Once you come in the to the fence, which side do I need to actually be on? And you're like, this side is crazy, and this side can be somewhat, you know, normal or whatever that is, you know. But, but sometimes it's hard to cross that fence, though, because yeah. you're scared. Because you're well, because so you're used, used to, to crazy. It's easier yeah. to just do what you know. So part two, uh, number ten. I remain cool when someone plays dirty to outrun me in the rat race. I am not a rat, neither am I in any race. Oh, that goes along with no fucks. Yeah. Because let it go. 
I, I was told as a young kid, and my dad was very, like, just very easygoing, very laid back, relaxed. And then my mom was very fire and ice, you know, hot, cold. Like, there is no in-between. There is just, like, I'm super happy or I'm super not, you know. And so my dad was that mediator. And I didn't see that, that I had that trait to the point where it was toxic for me. Because I very... I. I was always the one trying to run from the chaos, mm -hmm. but yet I married the chaos. So I married what I knew. Run from. So that's and I race. didn't know it was that wrong. That is a rat race. Yeah. I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know that's how people, that, that people didn't all function like that. So what, what kind of advice do we give people that are running the rat race right now? Stop and look around. Like stop. Step and outside. Step outside. Yeah. Observe the race. Observe the race. Like, you know when you're, okay, so the people that run mm -hmm. those marathons, mm -hmm. for some reason, running 26 miles, not my thing, <laughs> but at some point, you get so fatigued, you get like, you know, you're sick, but you got, you know, you got six miles left. That 20th, you're like, I'm dead, I'm dying. Either your endorphins kick in, or you stop and look around and be like, you know what, I'm going to get there when I get there, and I need to enjoy this moment that I worked so hard for. And so, like... My sister-in-law was telling you about, she's run, like, the Boston Marathon. She's run the New mm -hmm. York one, the Philly, like, the Philly races, all these things. And she says she always, some one of the miles she picks, and she says, like, I'm going to walk and think about all the things that led me to this spot. So keep it positive. Yeah. So, like, no matter, my feet are, my feet are blistered. I'm bleeding. I have to poop. Like, all these things that happen when you're in a marathon, you know, like, you have to observe your life so to you appreciate that, it how do you apply that to a divorce coming coming healing through, through a divorce then how, well how do you i apply think that? there's different phases of that in a divorce like right out at day one you found out all this shit that's happening then day two is more shit day three day four okay you're two weeks out of learning all this crap and you know you're getting divorced you gotta like you have to take that breath and be like okay so what's my new normal yeah What's my next step? What What do normal? I do? Who do I know that's gone through a divorce that's going to, hey, you need to get a lawyer. You need Mediation might work. Or you need to, like, call the police and file a report. You need to, like, get a forensic accountant. You forensic dentist. No, not forensic dentist. That's a dead person. Forensic, uh, forensic dentist? Accountant, yes. Are you not, looking for teeth? Never, never mind. <laughs> I, I was someplace else. Sorry. Are you looking at dead bodies? No. Is that... <laughs> Who are you? Who, who, Did you just step who, into a different who? dimension? I, I'm pretty I did, sure. Man, like, I, I saw like this blank look. Yeah. Like, man. <laughs> that doesn't normally happen over on that side of the mic. Forensic dentist. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so like for for you, like what, you know, you are successful. You, you know, twice the divorce word came up and then you pulled the trigger. What was your, you know, I'm not going to do you dirty because you done me dirty twice. Yeah. Like I said, you know, when she pulled it the second time, I was like, okay, let's go. Let's, let's, let's do this. So I, I was in a better place instead mm -hmm. of being like all scatterbrained and schizo and, oh my God, what, what am I going to do? I, I had time to process it. And, and so, so she actually did me a favor by doing it twice. Mm -hmm. Second time I was able to like sit back and say, okay. Well, the whole thing, I, I, you know, when someone does you dirty or when you're running the race, I, I think my part in it is there's a lot of, well, you've said there's divorce is not fair. Oh, yeah. And so now I'm living like twenty six dollars in the bank, and he's still doing all the things that he did before, like we filed. And karma. yeah, so 
you know, yes, I'm not competing with anybody, but I want to be as good as that next person. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, my dad always taught me, he's like, you are not better than anybody. You're not better than anybody. You're not better than the janitor. You're not better than that. You're all working for something. Your yeah. family, paying for your car, paying for your bills, food. You want to go on a trip. You're, you are not better than anybody, but no one is better than you either. Yeah. So Wrong. you are all in the, yeah. in the midst of it. You know, you have to treat others how you want to be treated. The golden rule kind of thing. But when someone does you dirty. It's tough. You want to stab them with a highlighter. <laughs> Just so people know, like, oh, his wife stabbed him with a highlighter. But that's, but that's when you give no fucks. Yeah. yeah. But it takes a long time to give no fucks because, yes. when, especially when new things are happening and new, like, how did I not see that? Or yeah. how did I not know that? Or but, how is but, that the world pulled time, around? though, it's easier to easily give no fucks, though. Yeah. Over well, time. and don't you feel like a lot of your facade of your marriage comes out and then you're like, oh, wow, that Yeah, that damn facade, f- man. I hate that facade. That freaking facade. What's that mean? Facade. Facade. Hello. Oh. Okay, never mind. I know how to spell. <laughs> that took me a second. Like, reading is fundamental. One more. Hooked on phonics One works more. for me. One more. I'm learning not to be embarrassed by, emo- by my emotions. You are key at that. I don't give any fucks if I cry, <laughs> no. Jeff. It, it is my emotions Hefe. that make me human. I'm, so to cry is human. Well, and to be mad is human. In my, in, in, you know, again, I say to Lance all the time, I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just crying because I can. So before in my marriage, it, if I cried, I was being too sensitive or, you know, I just want attention or this or that. And it was always a negative to show my feelings. But yet, dude was, dude, literally the wind changed and was like, and had, the world fell apart. You had to hold together. So though. now. You were the glue. So now, when I want to cry, Jeff, I'm going to cry, Jeff. And if you like it, Jeff, you can cry too, because it's my party. And I cry if I want to. And I cry if I want to. No, well, how about, like, men? Men are, like, especially your generation. You old people, you know, you were taught to sweep it under the rug. I sweep and I cry while I'm sweeping. <laughs> Cinderella, no, Cinderella. Cinderella. No, like. God, these shoes hurt. How do you. <laughs> Shut it. God, these shoes hurt my <laughs> Damn. feet. Damn. <laughs> I just keep kicking you when you're down. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. I get you the wheelchair. That's okay because, no. you, know, you know, you cry and you get over it. But you cry again. Do you, you think it. in the year 2021 that men now know that it's okay to be emotional? I think so. Yeah. Because so many men have been screwed over. Yeah. Yeah. And you know me. I am not one-sided women or men. I'd be like, women suck. You know, I, you know. We all are the same. We literally are the same entity. We just have different wiring. Like men can be emotional. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's empowering when you like especially in a new relationship, like, you know, Lance is this manly man. He's gotta always have this stoic face because Good of job. with his job. I know I, like, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I have not cried in twenty twenty. I'm, I'm trying to make it till the end of the year. It's 2021. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was all excited for a second. You're not. You're like, wait. So I, I how many cried. times have you I, cried I, this year? <laughs> you just saved them all up for this year? <laughs> wait, it's not It's not December yet. <laughs> I have not cried in 2021 yet. I mean, you cried laughed. I've seen it. <laughs> no, but that's, that's different. I took my eyes now. When you were but thinking I, about I, Amish dating. <laughs> I'm on the fence with that. <laughs> don't don't make me laugh too hard. I hate oh, children. Oh my god! <laughs> I peed 
a little. I mean a little. Um, oh. No, but like, especially when like the day of, I can remember sitting in the bed, Lance is sitting next to me as I'm going to get my divorce because we're just like, I don't know what to do. It's at eight o'clock in the morning. It literally took four minutes. And I was like, happy, sad. Yep. It's ending. It's, it's, it's finally over yep. because it's just going on and but on. But it's not over. But it wasn't over. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I know I have, you know, a 10-year-old. It's going to be 18 more years until, like, back and forth and stuff. So glad that's over. <laughs> so <laughs> emotional aspect of it was, like, in five seconds, I could be happy and sad. Yeah, but I think that question, that, that statement is more about, you know, emotion as in being crazy. Yeah. Or, or, oh, I was or, told I was crazy all the time. Or, or being crazy in public, which is fine. Yeah. And... Yeah. I'm the person that will random dance in the in the middle of a mall if I hear my song because That's I don't I don't really care what a stranger thinks of me who I may or may not ever see again. You are old. I am old. Yeah, that, that's a that's an old person trait. What? Not caring about what people think about you. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. whole, and that took me to getting divorced because we lived this, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, yeah. you know, where we lived, like in the community that we lived in, it was like. All or nothing. And, you know, I wasn't myself, like, for a couple years here because I was trying to fit in so I didn't fit out. But, yeah, what I needed to was to get out. So I got a question. So compared to where you are now Mm -hmm. and where you were then, what what would you say to that person back then? What what advice would, would you give that person? Oh, yeah, so my smoother, earlier smoother, in my divorce, yeah, Rachel? To make it smoother. What, what are some of the things you wish you would have done? Let, let the people who care about you help you. Don't push uh-huh. everybody away because not everybody is your ex. So a lot of people who I associated with my ex or we were friends together, I kind of was like, oh, well, they're his. Because mm-hmm. a lot of our friends back home, he went to that high school. He knew the thing. The parents had businesses, all this other stuff. A lot of those were his people. And so any of those, I'm like, okay, you can have them. But yet, like, one or two of them, like, still, have reached out to yeah. me and be like, you know, just because you guys aren't a couple doesn't mean we don't care about you. And, and that, cool. yeah, it awesome. was great. But a lot of the people back home were like, it's my side against his side. Because they're going to have to see him at the family events. Because they're all fucking related in that town, too, anyway. Now would I do different? I do less serial dating. I do less dating of parents at your school. Less dental patient dating. And the other thing was put the drink down because you're not healing anything. Now, a lot of it was, you know, I I think, you know, especially with some of my friends are like, we want to help you, but we don't know how. And I didn't know how to help me because any other tragic thing I went through, I was with my ex. And I almost wanted to do everything the opposite way that I did with my ex. Two things I did while I was going through my divorce, yeah. which, which will shock you. I gave all my guns to a friend, mm-hmm. my, my buddy Kim Look, and uh, I didn't drink. The 18 months I went through the divorce. When I signed the papers, I got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I couldn't I even know. drive home. I, they had to I, drop me off at home. Left my car to Chicago. Uh, brutal. I had a standing order with Uber. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one lady again. Yeah. Huh? It's Rachel. Someone get her. Somebody get no, her. No, I, I, I shut out a lot of people because it was right after my girlfriend and I, you know, weren't friends anymore. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, if she 
can do that to me. Everybody People who can. are the acquaintances, they're totally not going to be me. Like they don't know so me. They know her. So they're going to have you reinvest in those relationships. Have you? Well, there's, there's, well, I have. Mm. And so there's now two groups of us. So the one that kind of just fully went with my best friend, mm-hmm. um, but they were all friends before I got into the circle. Mm-hmm. They had known each other before. And then another group of people that I was hanging out that I introduced my best friend to, that original group is still with me. And then the ones that were all her friends are no, are all with her. And that's okay. And People, people are grown ass folks. Yeah. And it's crazy because one of the friends in the group with my best friend, we became really close because we, we both had lost a sibling. Mm-hmm. Um. And we had gone to like a psychic medium together and like we would go to tea and she was a stay at home mom at some, the same point I was for a little bit. And so we would like go during the day to like the marketplace in, in Castle Rock and all this other stuff. And I thought we were better friends than we were. But as soon as, you know, my girlfriend was like, you know, we're no longer best friends, blah, blah, blah. They took her and, you know, they ran. So. All right. We're going to close up with two more Pete things. Oh, Pete. Uh, yeah. Also. Well, no, I was on the say to you. Okay. So is there a friend that you lost that you still are like, you know, uh, nope. No, not one person. Okay. Nope. Yeah. I'm like that too. No I'm fucks. like, you know what? No if you're not going to yeah. bring my tribe up, you either on you get off. out. You're yep. being a sacrificed tribute. So Pete says also, uh, tell her that the website where you can post pictures of people is called OnlyFans. Did you ask that one time on, on a podcast? Oh, that's what it's called. Yes. OnlyFans. Yes. Can you remember that? No, I just listened to the podcast again today, so I knew pointers of not to say because I feel like sometimes I repeat myself. No, one, you never do, never. <laughs> and this is the I might this is, I might repeat this, a story because I'm elderly. This this is the so kicker. what are you ancient? This is the kicker. You ready? Are you dinosaur? I am. Okay, I'm a crocodile. <laughs> and this this is the kicker. Okay. And if a guy is in a relationship and he bangs another lady, does it really count as cheating if he wears a condom? Because it's technically. There's no skin to skin contact, so nothing really happened. <laughs> Your face is priceless. Pete. <laughs> Pete. If I ever meet you, Pete. You know, here's the, the words of oh, that you Pete. should say. Or this is what you should do. Run. Ra- Rachel, I'm sorry for Run. asking that question, Rachel. Run. I, I think that's it. No, come on now. If you're in a committed relationship and you bang someone else right there, Pete, this is why you need to know where the Santa Con is because you've been serial dating. And if anybody's going to say, yeah, that's okay, sure. I mean, again, nowadays there's throuples. There's I, I all these things for, that happen. You I do think, not have to be in a relationship. No, I now, no. I was asking for somebody else, Pete, not for him. Pete. Just asking for a friend. No, no, okay, Pete. You're the yeah, friend. We get yeah. it. So, Pete. <laughs> There's all these things that you can do before you're in a relationship. Before oh, once, you, what's the, what's the point? No return. What's the point? When he says I'm not dating anybody else, and you say I'm not dating anybody else, and you decide to only date each other. That's three. That's three things. That's like that's like the moon and sun come. So together one person will be like, oh, I still don't date other people, but I'm only dating you. That's not fair. You're right. Communication. Rachel. Yes. David. Yes, you're David. right. David. I said you're right. I am not that Pete. That was a sarcastic you're right. I am right. not Pete. David. Pete, great question. Pete. <laughs> Pete. Okay, Pete. He said, oh, oh. And then the kicker, he says, man logic never gets old. <laughs> this is why the divorce rate is so high. But but it's not high because you're, you're in a relationship, not married. Pete must be high because why would you ask that question? <laughs> 
Here's the deal. Oh, if yeah. I'm in a relationship yeah. with you mm-hmm. and you cheat on me, there is no more relationship and you lost this. What's, so what's cheating? You know what? Uh, and, you know, you know, liking a post. Come on, what's cheating? You can like a post all you want. Okay. I know where you're sleeping. Oh, okay. All right. And guess what? Right, the folks. menu, there's a lot of things on the menu. You yes. just can't order it. But you can look at the menu. You can look at the menu. You right. ain't blind. All right. But I can also look at the menu and I can make comments and be like, damn. <laughs> With an am. That's, look at that. That's a human specimen? <laughs> what? How'd that happen? What? Is he, is I'm he? sorry. I just like nice things. Oh, I have to oh look. Gosh. Like, Lance takes me all the time to the fucking gun store. I mm-hmm. love going with him wherever mm-hmm. he wants to go. But if I look at the same damn guns again and again and again, sometimes you want to look at a different brand. Okay. <laughs> so, the view is okay. But if you purchase that other brand that doesn't belong to you, oh. we are no longer but what happens, shopping couple. What happens if the guns have the same bullets? <gasps> What? I know, that deep, wasn't it? I, I don't know that analogy. <laughs> I know. That broke my brain. I, I don't either, but I had to go Same there. Same bullets. What oh, the hell does that mean? Man. I can't wait to I go mean, is that to vasectomy versus no vasectomy? Oh, seriously? Oh! You can't bring that up, man. Snip or no you snip? Don't, you don't say that to a man on a podcast. Why? No. Oh, you're. did you just cross your legs? Yes. <laughs> don't, don't say that to a man. Same bullets. No, I'm just saying, oh, like... Oh, my God, you made me cry. Looking at the same, it's fine because you, here's the deal. If you are happy with your person, look away. Yeah. Look, 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 look. Okay. Or at least get the sunglasses <laughs> that I can't see your eyeballs going like this. <laughs> and make sure you're wearing a mask so I can't see you go. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, I am not going to ask any parting words. That was parting enough. Parting enough. Yeah. Ooh, man, I hit a chord. Peter! P- oh, Peter. Peter. Oh. Peter. My maiden name is Peterson. So I'm about offended. Offended. <laughs> offended Peter that you Petersoned her. You Peterson me. Oh. What the hell? All right, everybody. 57 minutes. Wow, that's a Ooh, good one. I'm hot. That was funny. God. What, what, what a way to end on, on a gun note. Oh, and happy turkey day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guns kill turkeys, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to go look at my gun tonight. I mean, Lance has the best gun ever. Hello. I mean, have you met me? Come on. Everybody, thank you for listening. Any questions, give us an email. And we'll we'll, we'll treat you like Pete. I got two people. I don't have a list, but I have two people on my list now. Jeff and Peter. Me too. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye.